It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Batman, Wonder Woman, Marvel, Spider-Man, Image, Spawn, Saga, Boom, Once and Future, Power Rangers, or whatever book or publisher you follow. We cover them all here. This is the place for you. That's right. It's for everyone. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Let's get it. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Dio, and we have a shorter than usual episode this time around. Uh, after we go through some news, uh, I'm going to play an interview that I just recently had with Wells Thompson and Dalton Shannon, who are the co-writers of Mechaton number one, a new series that will be coming out from Scout Comics on their Scoot All Ages uh, imprint. And going to close out after that. But I had a good conversation with those guys. It was about 15, 20 minutes or so. And uh, talking about, you know, what the book is about uh, without spoiling it too much. Uh, but it's a book that comes up at the end of the month, and uh, it's currently also on Kickstarter. They're doing a Kickstarter campaign for issues one through five, and uh, I highly suggest that you take a look. And if you're into Kickstarter like I am, uh, go out there and consider supporting that campaign. I actually went out and did it myself. Uh, but as always, before we get into our interview, Let's talk a little bit about the news. So first thing first, uh, solicitations from DC Comics are out. Uh, I have them up on the website over at thecomicbookspot.com. So go ahead and take a look uh, for those. Again, that's the comics that will be releasing out in the month of June from DC Comics. Uh, There's several books that I am going to be picking up uh, that I am definitely looking forward to not just uh, my usual Batman stuff but some other new titles that'll be coming out and of course as always we'll get into either those in the upcoming previews episode or of course uh, with our usual comic picks as they are released next up speaking of DC Comics uh, there are a lot of things going on over there in, in Burbank. Uh, as it seems like DC is going through another smaller phase of layoffs. Now, if we can remember, uh, they had big ones um, a few years ago, uh, not too long after Warner Brothers Discovery was formed and uh, the CEO went on a mission of finding three to four billion dollars to make up for the loss of that merger. But the uh, most notable name, and, and actually not many names were released at all from any of the sites that are reporting this, but the one that they all do agree on is that uh, Allison Gill, who was a longtime senior vice president over at DC, is retiring. Uh, she's been with the company for a couple of decades and 
she's now calling it quits. But I would assume that uh, over the next few weeks, we'll probably be hearing more on who the others have that have been laid off are. Uh, most are assuming that this is on the business side of the organization, you know, sales and marketing and things of that nature. But uh, all of the sites, again, that are reporting the story are in agreement that those on the editorial side have been spared the cuts this time around. Since 2020, Fan Expo has been in a partnership with the Cubit School of Cartooning and Graphic Arts. And uh, they had what is called the Fan Expo Creator Academy. Well, it was reported that they are continuing that partnership. And they've announced uh, when their next few classes will be. So they have... Uh, five sites that are going to be hosting the Academy. And basically what the Creator Academy is, is is a way by which up-and-coming new artists can get out there and show their portfolios and, and get you know some lessons from some uh, well-renowned uh, artists in the industry who are looking to teach the next generation. So again, they have uh, five cities that they're going to be hosting uh, the Creator Academy. The first one will be at this upcoming Megacon in Orlando at the end of the month. And then uh, the second one will be in June in Philadelphia. Uh, then at the Boston Fan Expo event in August. And then Fan Expo in Chicago, which is also in August. And finally, that last session will be at the end of August with uh, Fan Expo Canada, which is in Toronto. So uh, if you are looking to get your art out there and learn from some of the best, uh, that might be something that you may want to look into. Now, what are the books uh, that is coming out in June uh, from DC that I do have an interest in and uh, it's been announced already for a while, uh, for at least a week or so, is still works number one. And the one reason that I am interested in picking this up is that it's going to be written by Michael Dawn. And if you don't know Michael Dawn, uh, then you don't know sci-fi. Michael Dawn is well known for his role as Lieutenant Commander Wolf on Star Trek The Next Generation and currently he's revised that role over on Paramount Plus in Star Trek Picard. So but he is going to be taking the reins of writing this new series that is a part of the new Dawn of DC era that DC has going on. So I am definitely looking forward to that once it releases in June. Now on the sadder side of things at DC, uh, Jeremy Adams has been writing The Flash since 2021, and I really missed out on a lot of that. Uh, I recently jumped back on after my friend Ian urged me to pick up One Minute War, uh, which is the current event going on in The Flash that involves all of the 
members of the Flash family. But uh, he recently announced that he is going to be leaving the book uh, with issue 800. And uh, from the way he spoke about it as he posted it on Twitter, it really wasn't his choice. Uh, DC is looking to go in a different direction. And they most definitely are doing so because they announced that Cy Spurrier will be taking the reins from Jeremy Adams once uh, issue 800 is released. I am not excited about that. They, the, these two guys definitely have different styles of writing. Uh, I'm not certain if I'm going to be able to, to stick around again. I, I absolutely enjoy what I've read thus far with One Minute War. Uh, I will probably go back and and pick up his run from when he started and uh, enjoy that while I can. But again, uh, I, I I don't think I can. I, I, I don't know how I feel about Cyspirier uh, on uh, Flash and, and you know just following you know some of the backups that he has done on uh, Detective Comics. They haven't been great. And again, it's a difference going from Batman to The Flash and being the main writer compared to being the backup story writer. But yeah, I am not at all excited about uh, Sysperia taking over. But it's probably more from the fact that I've just been enjoying what Jeremy Adams is doing and what he's been doing on the flash. Uh, and again, this is someone who, who has great screenwriting and writing skills. You know, he was the main writer of the recent, uh, battle of the super sons animated movie that came out. So, uh, He's not leaving DC. He's going to be doing some more things, but he, he's going to be leaving the Flash, and I am not that happy about that, and apparently a lot of folks aren't happy about it either. Uh, I know Ian is is still griping about it, and I don't blame him, because again, I've been quite, quite enjoying what One Minute War has been about. And so finally, uh, last bit of news, you know, over the last few years, uh, especially since they were bought and then uh, merged, you know, even more so with uh, their parent company, Amazon, uh, folks have been griping about what's been going on at Comixology, the app that, you know, just could not get better no matter what they tried. And eventually they just seemed to gave up on it. And eventually they fired most, if not all of the staff over at Comixology, uh, where now you're basically getting everything through Amazon and Amazon's website. But an up and coming alternative to Comixology is Global Comics. And uh, we have been getting news about, you know, a, an imminent uh, release of a mobile app on both iOS and Android. And it seems to be getting closer and closer. But uh, as that release gets closer and closer, more and more publishers, especially the independent publishers, 
are beginning to make their way over to uh, Global Comics. So recently, Image, Boom, and Archie Comics have all announced that they were going to be working with Global Comics. Uh, and they are already joining the likes of SourcePoint Press and Valiant and uh, Humanoid Comics, who are already over there with Global. So, again, the the app itself is supposed to be ready uh, sometime early April, but they will be showing demos of it uh, at the end of this month over at C2E2. So I will definitely be looking for that because I am going to C2E2. And as someone who is more and more on the digital side with purchasing comic books these days, like with the exception of, uh, you know, the books that I typically collect, and that's primarily my bat books. But I've been doing more and more digital reading, and uh, I will be anxious to see an alternative to both the Amazon reading app and the Comixology app because uh, they are not the best at all when it comes to reading comic books uh, and uh, hopefully global comics can uh, take the reins and uh, become a big player in the digital comic industry so i'll be looking out for that demo at c2e2 at the end of the month and with that being said i'm gonna go ahead and and, and play the interview that i did with Dalton Shannon and Wells Thompson uh, earlier this week discussing their new comic, uh, Megaton Number One, which is coming out from Scout Comics at the end of March on the 29th. So, again, this is an all ages book. I am not going to spoil anything more than what's going to be played in the interview. And uh, I, I, I strongly suggest you guys give this book a chance and, and you know, take a read either you know picking it up on March 29th when it's released at comic shops or again if you are like me someone who delves into the projects over at Kickstarter uh, go ahead and give that a shot you know right now they are doing a campaign to bring uh, issues four and five to life they've already had campaigns for issues one two and three but with the campaign for four and five you can actually catch up and get the first three issues as well so uh, here's my interview with wells and with dalton and uh, i hope you enjoy it okay so we are in our creator corner and a few years ago scout comics kicked off a new imprint that they called Scoot, uh, which is an all-ages imprint. So, it's latest release, Megaton number one from Dalton Shannon and Wells Thompson, with some art from Fernando Pinto. And I am happy to have Dalton and Wells here with us this evening. Uh, welcome to the Comic Bang Podcast, Dalton and Wells. How are you this evening? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, doing well. Pretty good. So Megaton kicked off as a Kickstarter campaign. So how did you guys hook up with Scout Comics? 
Uh, we after the success of the Kickstarter campaign, uh, we had a full comic, and we, uh, you know. It, we, I mean, we, we didn't really know what we wanted to do with our uh, comic career. We didn't know if we wanted to be indie, you know, uh, solo producers forever and just use Kickstarter forever or, or whatever. But uh, we knew we liked Scout Comics, uh, so we sent it over to them specifically. We didn't shop it anywhere else. Uh, and they liked it a lot and reached out to us after a couple months. And uh, I, it really is just kind of as simple as that. <laughs> um, we, we, we've gotten along great. Uh, had a nice conversation with uh, Richard, uh, the now uh, editor-in-chief at the time. He was just head of Scoot. But um, yeah, no, it, it really was just kind of a whirlwind. We, we had the comic made. We sent it over. They really liked it. That's great. So Megaton is, is all ages and and I had the opportunity to read it the other day mm -hmm. over the week and I thank you guys for that. Uh and it's definitely something that I am going to be passing along to my little eight year old <laughs> granddaughter. Uh, you know, it, it but this isn't your first foray into the world of comics. Uh you also released also via Kickstarter. Uh, Frankenstein Unconquered. Now, who came up with that idea and who came up with Megaton? I mean, on both counts, uh, yeah, the root idea was Dalton. Yeah, yeah well, cause, because when, when, when I first you know, read the background, I'm like, okay, one had to come up with the idea of the all ages, and then the other had to come up with this horror, this horror story. So you would think, but no, really, it was Dalton has been coming up with uh, the silliest ideas you can imagine uh, for like 16 years. He has a backlog of these <laughs> binders, and I was, and I said, what do you, what, what, what should we write? And he said, let's look at one of these and see what sticks. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, both of them were, were instances of this is cool. Why? Like, why, why should we, you know, talk about it? And the more we dug both stories, the more we dug into it, the more we realized how much meat was there and how interesting the stories were and where we could go with it. And, uh, they kind of took on a life of their own. Okay. Yeah, I tend to get very obsessive about lots of different things, and I don't have an outlet for it. So I write it down on a sticky note, and then we make comics out of it. <laughs> so just hearing you guys going back and forth, it seems you all have been doing this a while. So how did you two get together to become a writing team? College was a crazy time, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, uh, we, we met in college uh, uh, through my wife. Uh, and when I first met Wells, uh, it was revulsion at first sight, but, uh, then we ended up in writing classes and I was like, okay, I can stomach it for a little bit. And, uh, we both really liked what the other had to offer when it came to actually, you know, mm -hmm. writing. And we actually grew to like each other as people. And cause you know, that helps in a partnership if you like them. I always uh, liked you, Dalton. I always <laughs> liked you, Wells. <laughs> well, Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then uh, we we start trying to do our own different things after college, and mm. uh, eventually found ourselves back in each other's orbit again. And I kind of drug Wells kicking and screaming into comics, mm. and uh, he's never forgiven me. It's true. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, we we uh, I've done a lot more like short stories and and novels, and was just trying to go at my own for a while. Dalton was singularly in comics since I've met him. He's I've, he's wanted to do comics. 
to the point he minored in um he minored in digital filmmaking but I never had any interest in it. He was just like, it's the closest thing I can get to comics. So this is what I'm doing. I turned a comic uh, into a web series. It worked. Yeah, no, it did. Um, and I, I was a part of that web series. I was, I was Loki, uh, God of mischief. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, uh, we realized, uh, we had a bunch of ideas. We turned those ideas into like short eight page comics and, and sort of figured out the form and, and how to make, you know, comics work. And then that evolved into an anthology and then a couple of ongoing series. And we're, we're bringing out some more stuff this year. Fingers crossed, hopefully if, if the world <laughs> is ready for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So let's talk about March 29th, Megaton mm -hmm. number one. So it's, it's moving on from Kickstarter and now it's going to be in comic shops across the country. How excited Absolutely. are you guys? Extremely. Very, very excited. It's, it's, I've always wanted a book on the shelf at a comic shop and, and Descent into Dread from Caliber Comics, our anthology that we worked on went to comic shops, but it didn't have the same kind of push that, that Scout is giving us for, for Mechaton. Uh, like we're getting a variant cover. That's so cool. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's a little surreal as, as a guy who grew up picking comics up off the spinner rack that the books in comic shops now. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Don't tell your age. Cause you'll, then you'll be telling mine. Cause that's how I started <laughs> my comic book collecting hobby myself. Yeah. So, it's, it's super surreal and, uh, and, and feels really good to, to have that kind of validation and to, to let that, the book kind of out into the world. And frankly, at this point, I just like, I'm excited at the prospect of people reading it. More than anything, like I've I've been told, oh, you know, we you might not make as much money as as you would on Kickstarter, and I'm like, okay, more people are gonna read. I'll, I'll two like two to three hundred people are gonna read it on Kickstarter. Thousands will read it out in the world on on the shelf. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, I'll definitely be picking up issue one. Uh, so, as someone who grew up. You know, and, and again, I'll be telling my age. Uh, I grew up once too. Yeah, I grew, <laughs> I grew up on Robotech and the early Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. How would you guys describe Mech and Kaiju's to someone who's never seen it before? Big robots punch big lizards. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's as simple as that at the end of the day. But uh, all the best of those fictions. It, use them as metaphors for for bigger topics like uh, i i love godzilla films with a whole bunch of punching and and atomic rays and things but uh, i mean the best one is still like the original from 54 or uh, shin godzilla from 2016 where they were tackling big heavy subject matter and using a giant lizard to do it uh and same with mechs like all the best gundam shows are about mm -hmm. child soldiers and and war being bad and like you know Oh my god, now I just want Hideo Kojima to do a Gundam show. Like that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I love what those genres can explore while also getting to watch big things punch bigger things. If that makes sense. Uh, it definitely mm. makes sense. Again, you but, know, growing up and having Voltron and, and Robotech mm -hmm. and you know, Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, and again, telling my age even more so, talking about Godzilla and mm -hmm. and Mothra and and all those 
all those beasts from back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. I, I, I love all the classic art. Like, Jane Eyre's great and all, but it would have been better with Giant <laughs> Robot, honestly. <laughs> so, without spoiling issue one, for those who may have already read it on the Kickstarter, how would you explain Mechaton number one? If somebody's looking at that cover and they see a big old robot with a hot dog written mm-hmm. across his chest. Well, it's it's a simple premise uh, with a, a complex doohickey attached to it. Uh, it's about a uh, glove that crash lands on Earth. Uh, a brother and sister find it, uh, and they discover that anything they punch while wearing it turns into a giant mech. Kaiju start invading, and they have to make the decision to stand up for the neighborhood and fight back. More yeah. or less. Yeah. And, 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 and this brother and sister duo, they, mm-hmm. Derek and Leah... They they are more like best friends than anything. When you see how they get along with one another, Mm -hmm. again, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil issue one, but when you know you first see those two and they're talking to each other about him playing that game, you're just Mm -hmm. like, "Are you sure they're sister and brother, or they just like the best of friends?" (laughs) Where I think it's both. Yeah, I, I I think they just have that really close relationship that you know. Like not not every brother and sister has that where they're they're just super close all the time and and can make fun of each other effortlessly while always being on the same page, uh-huh. uh, but you know I I like to think Dalton and I have that we're not brothers mm-hmm. but you know spiritually, uh, and we sort of have that with our brothers too where we can just kind of uh, annoy them and and we sort of expect to get this back in turn but at the end of the day you know we're we're always right there next to them if if we need to be. Yeah, we definitely pulled those relationships from our own experiences as siblings. Like, my brother is one of my best friends. So, like, I, I, I'd i slug him in the arm if I could. But <laughs> I, I'd also, you know, go, go help him out in the jam in a, in a heartbeat. So we, we wanted to really make sure that was uh, evident in their relationship and how they, they talk back and forth. So, yeah, it, it does feel like a best friendship because I think it is. No. Unfortunately, Fernando couldn't be with us this evening, but how did mm-hmm. the two of you get connected with him to provide the art for this issue? It was a long and brutal slog uh, <laughs> to find a, an artist for Mechaton. So we had really sort of a, a particular idea of how he wanted it to look. We wanted it to feel like a cross between like a um, really exciting manga and a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, it's also a demanding book, and I was gonna say, and then, and then on top of that, you have the fact that just like we're asking an artist to come up with more or less a new robot every single issue, made out of something weird. Like, there's no blueprint for it. It's it just demands a lot of creativity and energy. Uh, and we workshopped a lot of artists and tried to find one that worked, and it took us a really long time to do that. Uh, but uh, Twitter is is how we found Fernando uh, as a potential cover artist for the series. And the more we looked into his other uh, work, like Gun Punch, uh, and he has another book at Scout, I forget the name, uh, we realized that he kind of has the style that we're looking for. It's super unique uh, and, and very dynamic and, and energetic and uh, leaves an impression. And, and one of the things I enjoyed about the art also is that it's 
really simple too. It's 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 mm-hmm. not too extravagant. It, it it and you don't need that in an all ages book. Mm-hmm. You know, not always now. Yeah, and and I really enjoyed that. Now I will tell you again, without spoiling too much of the book, the one thing that I enjoyed in looking at some of the uh, some of the other issues that are going to be forthcoming from Megaton is I like the idea of you all giving each robot a power level. Who idea, <laughs> whose idea was that? Uh, I think it was my idea. I It was in the very first was it? Okay. script, yeah. Uh, but I, the idea of the power level was there from the beginning. Sure. But it wasn't until Wells came onto the book that we started to really kind of dig into what the power level should or should not mean. Well, should not more specifically. Uh, so, like, I, it was definitely Wells's idea to give yeah. the hot dog cart the power level of bit of a stomach ache. On. <laughs> For sure, like because I think originally, it, I think originally it was like something more concrete, like it, like it yeah. gave you an actual yeah. idea. There was a number attached to it or something. And I grew up on Dragon Ball Z, uh, and that is like the master of pretending that a power level means something, but then like who wins the fight? Well, who needs to win the fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Cell sh- or uh, Tien should not have been able to beat Cell when he did, but dramatically it worked, and we like it. So y- even in that first instance where he says it's over nine thousand or eight thousand here in Japan, like the the numbers were always meaningless. It was just the impression of it's a large number. So we wanted to kind of turn that trope on its head and call it out for what it is. Uh, you know what is <laughs> what is the power level of a hot dog cart? Uh, kind of a stomach ache, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I fell out laughing when I saw that. I'm like, okay, yeah, we got big ro- Wait, power level. <laughs> <laughs> it so, is funny though, because we we do have trading cards, and they do actually try to quantify certain power levels. And it's it's just me sitting in my art studio, going, I'll drag the bar this far this way, and well, and even I, those I power know. levels, they're like smell. Yes. Like, like they, they very rarely have anything to do with, like, you know, D&D stats or combat. <laughs> yeah. Which is really awesome considering D&D is out now. Oh, yeah. I forgot they have a movie. Oh, yeah, they're doing that. They're, they're still trying to do that. Yeah. yeah it's out in theaters now, but we're not talking about mm-hmm. that here. So, issue one is out in March and for the Kickstarter. And, and, and guys, if you, if you haven't seen the Kickstarter, you all know that I talk about Kickstarter campaigns a lot. You really need to go and check it out because they are now campaigning issues one through five on Kickstarter right now. I just backed it, so make sure you go out there and support it. So where do you guys hope to take things after issue five? Because again, I'm looking at splash pages and I'm seeing power levels increase. So we got to have a big bag. <laughs> bigger and bigger and and bolder and with more interesting designs and uh yeah i will say that the like the the core relationships particularly derek and leah that is a core part of the book and that mm-hmm. is something that we intend to explore in all of its facets moving forward um, i feel like we've done a really good job establishing this world and setting up the stakes particularly once we get to issue four and five we really see the stakes rise and it's going to be just a matter of kind of uh building that out and uh getting to the heart of the story um that's issued or that's the second arc to me is is the heart of the whole story and then and then arc three is the explosive finale so 
Uh, we have to, to answer your upcoming question. We have fifteen uh, issues that we know we want to do, and if if we want to do, if, if people are demanding it, we will, like we have ideas for stuff after that. Great when that happens, but but that is our roadmap at the moment. Do you guys find it difficult writing for all ages? No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, can we find uh, it I mean, that's that's my no, that's that's my uh, kind of my comfort. Uh, my wheelhouse all the i mean all the media i grew up on was i mean more or less all ages uh and the stuff that wasn't all ages i uh you know it, it traumatized me so i i don't i don't write for that anymore <laughs> unless i i have to pull more uh for frankenstein than i do for for mechaton it's it just i don't know it, it feels more natural to to write like a, a pg-13 thing than like a hard r thing like, I feel like I have to, I'm trying too hard if I have to put a bunch of curse words in it. Not yeah. me. That's just, that's just <laughs> how I talk. Uh, yeah, for me, it's, it, it was like the idea of, of writing in all ages things, not something I would have thought about before, uh, before working on this. But I think um, early on, Dalton and I were, uh, when we were working on the eight pages, we started working on uh, some shorts with a pair called Bryce and Wesley, which is another one of those ridiculously good ideas that Dalton is sitting on. And I realized that the, the more I do that, putting that like limitation of like, okay, well, you can't, you know, make certain kinds of jokes and you can't have people, you know, laying down F-bombs. It, like laying those limitations wasn't a hard limit it just gave me the space to be creative how do i get around this problem how do i make this character say you know without actually saying that um and i think it turns into a better comic when you or it turns into a better story in general when you have those kind of limitations for yourself okay and usually my last question is is and i got two of you all two of you guys here with me this (laughs) evening is you have no more than two minutes to do your last pitch for this book for someone to pick it up but geez y'all been doing such a good job at that's <laughs> far we've been pitching this story for a yeah. while <laughs> we've been making the rounds yep <laughs> yeah and, and again i don't typically pick up all ages stuff mm-hmm. myself but this one has me interested it 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 has garnered my interest. And again, like I said, I plan, I plan on passing this on to my granddaughter because she is slowly starting to get into anime and yeah. starting to get into different styles of art and robots and unicorns and how she can go from robots to unicorns and ducks. I don't know, but that, yeah. you know, I figured I was the same way when I was eight years old, Yeah, yeah. but Make this last pitch, okay? I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna make it a challenging. I'm gonna make a challenging question. All right, let's go. In two minutes, make your pitch to my eight-year-old granddaughter. Okay, so Mechaton is on one level a story about. Uh, You've already a lost her. That turn a glove that turns <laughs> anything you punch into a robot. That's awesome. Uh, it's about fighting bugs. It's about uh, saving the neighborhood, and that's great. On the other hand, it's also about a brother and sister who love each other and that share one brain cell uh, and the adventures that they get up to and how they grow as people. 
Um, when I was a kid, I loved media and, and books and TV shows that treated me like I was smart. And I wrote this, or we, Dalton and I wrote this story to do that. We were not here to talk down to kids. They are just a part of the conversation. So uh, I think it is the most fun you can have in comics on several levels and one that isn't going to make you feel uh, dumb for reading it. Dalton, you want to give it a shot? I mean, you can make a robot out of anything with your, your sibling. Like... That's that's all you need. Like you you punch something, you punch a hot dog cart, you punch a bathtub, you you punch your house, and it but you punch your school. It becomes a robot, and you can fight giant insects and other giant robots with it, and you get to do it with your best friend. Like to me, it's got everything uh, you would want in a book, and uh, it's it's not just for uh, the eight year old. It's it's for uh, your dad or your granddad. Like it, it's not. It's not so all-encompassing that uh, it, it's any one thing to any one person. It, it's robots for everybody, and isn't that isn't that the utopia that we're all striving for? Isn't that the world you want to live in? <laughs> robots for everyone. Dalton has this. You can tell Dalton. Thank you. You can tell Thank Dalton you. talks to a lot of kids. It's yeah, because yeah. I have the capacity of an eight-year-old. <laughs> Yeah. So again, so look at how shiny it is. Oh, that is <laughs> so awesome. Shiny. That's a nice foil cover, guys. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking at this on on stream right now. This, this, this foil cover looks beautiful. Mm. You can get them for four and five on the campaign. Yes, indeed. Uh, I might, I might have to up my campaign uh, <laughs> pledge. We got it. See again, make that pitch. <laughs> my, my, my granddaughter, we, all, all she would just say is, "Papa, it's pretty." <laughs> just, at, just, just see the see the right. see the glimmer, Papa. That's pretty. Can I? Yes, yes, dear. But again, March 29th in comic comic mm. shops everywhere. Mechaton number one. Uh, if you, are you guys doing it digitally also? Uh, is it going to be like on Comicsology or Scout's website? I know it'll be on Scout's website. I don't know if they're they're releasing it on Comixology. I assume they are, but yeah. uh, I haven't. I don't know if I've I've gotten confirmation on that either way. Yeah, number one available in shops and online on uh, March 29th, and uh, issues one through five available on Kickstarter right now as we speak. Yeah, guys. Like I said, you, you know, by the time this releases, there'll still be about five days for you to either get out there and mm -hmm. and, and support this campaign. So again. Get out there and get your hands on 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 issues one through five. And you know, as you know, with Kickstarter campaigns, you don't always get those same pages in the published comic in comic shops. You know, there may be some extra stuff in there for you uh, with the stretch goals and all. So again, mm -hmm. go out there and 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 support this campaign. But Dalton, Shannon, Wells, Thompson. Thank you guys for joining me on Creator's Corner. Again, Megaton number one from Scout Comics on the Scoot imprint. Thank you guys for joining me on the comic bin. Thank you, Theo, right. for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been great. Very much appreciate being on. So again, I want to thank Wells and Dalton for sitting with me and, and talking about Megaton number one. Again, it releases in comic shops everywhere on March the 29th. 
but also if you are interested in supporting the guys uh, through their Kickstarter campaign for issues four and five, where you can actually catch up on all five issues that they've already produced. Uh, you can do that on Kickstarter, and I will have a link to that campaign on the on the show notes. And uh, you have until Wednesday, the twenty second, to get that done. But again, uh, I've already pledged. For the campaign myself, uh, again, if, if you're interested, please get out there and support those guys and help bring uh, those last two issues of this arc to life. Now, before closing out, uh, since I'm not doing any reviews of comics, I do want to talk about the books just to give the names of those that I have read this week and those that... Uh, you should be reading as well. First up, uh, Superman Lost, number one from Christopher Priest and Carlo Paglian. Uh This would probably be my book of the episode if we were doing full-fledged reviews, uh, but it came out this past Tuesday from DC Comics. Uh, it was a great read. I truly enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, you should be picking that up. Uh, next up is the second issue of Monarch. Monarch number two over at Image Comics from Rodney Barnes and Alex Lenz. Uh, and as expected when I talked about it last time, uh, what I was expecting to happen uh, did happen with regards to uh, Trevon and uh, his role in the attack on Earth by the aliens. Uh, so again, pick that up if you haven't picked it up already, which is Monarch number two. Then we had a few number one issues that also came out this past week. First up, we have No One, number one from Kyle Higgins and the team over at the Massive Universe. Uh, so this was written by Kyle Higgins and Brian Buccioletto with art by Geraldo Borges. Uh, so that came out this week as well. And then the other number one that was recently released is The Forge, number one. Uh, this is from Greg Rucka and Eric Troutman with art by Mike Henderson. Uh, now, with talking to, when talking to Wells and Dalton, we were talking how Megaton is an all-ages book. Uh, this is not an all-ages book. Uh, this is not something you should be reading around the kiddies, but it was actually a great read. Uh, really enjoyed it. Can't wait for the next one. But uh, those are really the books that you all should be reading that came out this week. Uh, and again, if I had a book of the episode, it would be Priest and Pac Luan with uh, Superman Lost number one. So that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, next time, I am not certain what's going to happen next time. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because, uh, as I mentioned a few times in this episode, I am going to be heading out to Chicago for C2E2 at McCormick Place. Uh, 
And of course, as always, I'll be out there with some lanyards. So if you're out there and you notice me in my Comic Ben podcast t-shirt, uh, grab me, you know, shake my hand, say hi, say whatever, and uh, get you one of those lanyards that I'll be passing out. Uh, but depending upon what happens at C2E2, uh, that determines what the next episode will be like. Uh, if, if I don't do much coverage of C2E2, uh, then I'll probably be doing uh, some more book reviews in addition to previews for next month. But I want to thank you guys for supporting the show and visiting the website. Uh, it is getting larger and we're getting ready to do a lot more things as you know that we're doing reviews on the website on a more regular basis uh that'll be picking up as well uh hopefully we'll be getting some more interviews uh on the podcast for you to listen to but uh tune in next time Uh, again like i said i'm not certain exactly what we will be covering, but it's going to be comics, and you know that that's what we do. So, again, as always, again, thank you for your support. I hope to see some of you guys at C2E2, uh, but if not, tune in next time. We'll be here, as always, doing our comic chat, but until then, keep reading those comics.